0: It's Dan. You promised yourself 2020 would be different. Less time in the office and more time for yourself and your passions. More time with family and friends. Maybe you'd finally cross off some of those bucket list items. You've made these resolutions many times, but here you are sitting behind the desk, once again, buried under an endless pile of deadlines and to do's. If you're one of my listeners, I know you're a high performer. You embrace your strong work ethic and you want to crush it in your career and life. But now you're so overworked and overwhelmed, nothing seems to get done. You feel unproductive, unfocused, and uninspired at work. The more you try to soldier through, sometimes it feels like the more you fall behind. And at home, you're too exhausted to do much beyond have a drink and watch Netflix. Maybe you're short-tempered and grumpy with the people that you love, and now you're isolating as a way to not deal with the guilt. What do you do when the paychecks, benefits, 401k are awesome, but you feel like you have to choose between having financial wealth and emotional wealth? You don't have to choose between making more money and having a meaningful life. No, really, I'm gonna teach you how to do it. I'm hosting a free online masterclass, February 12th, called the Life, Work, Balance Blueprint. Why am I doing this training? Because it's time for you to stop overworking, be more productive and create more balance happiness and fulfillment at home and at work spots are limited for this training you can go to the link in the show notes reserve your space today i will see you live and in person february 12th for the life work balance blueprint and now episode 91 eight lessons on creating an epic life transition that we learned from Kobe Bryant. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which helped transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. It seems only appropriate this week we start with a quote from the late Kobe Bryant who said, The beauty in being blessed with talent is rising above doubters to create a beautiful moment. How many of us are playing down to the expectations of our naysayers and not truly stepping in to the greatness that is in store for us? Let's be honest. It's easy for us to do it. Kobe Bryant is a shining example of a man who made it to the very top of his career but realized there was still a next level and a greater sense of creativity and self-expression that he wanted to share with the world. He made it happen this week. We know that success leads clues. We're going to go back and I'm going to give you eight valuable life lessons that I've taken away from the Kobe Bryant story this week as a way to honor one of the 10 greatest basketball players who ever put on a jersey. And I think it's really going to inspire you to think about what's next for you. I know you're already a high performer, but maybe there's something else out there, a new career, a new idea, a new business you want to start. Let's learn from Kobe Bryant. We're going to get to that content coming up in just a moment. But before we do it, I want to acknowledge our listener of the week. It is Alice, one of the many emails uh, that I got on last week's episode about being a workaholic. Alice said, I recognize myself in the story of being a workaholic. I sent this episode to six people, including my sister. One friend has already listened to the whole thing. It was a great conversation around why we do what we do, even when it's fear-based. She said, and then I walked upstairs to my office to work another five hours because I promised a client a Sunday night deadline. Becoming aware is a good first step. Blocking out all weekends on my calendar is another. Amen to that, Alice. There is a huge difference between listening To a podcast, going to a personal growth seminar, intellectually understanding the content versus actually embodying it. But what I want to stress in this workaholic topic, because I think Kobe Bryant even demonstrates this, there's nothing wrong with working long hours. You know, you can burn the midnight oil, you can put in a weekend, but It all depends on what you're doing after that. Are you taking time for rest and recuperation or are you just chasing the next goal for the sake of chasing a goal? Is it really taking you away from the other things you value? You know, your health and exercise, your family, your friendships, that is really the key that we have to look at. And one of the topics I'll be going into more in depth in that training that I mentioned on February 12th, when we talk about the life work balance blueprint. But Alice, I appreciate you listening, sending you so much love. And if any of the content that we provide here on the podcast each week is making a difference for you, feel free to share this with a friend. You can screenshot the podcast, upload it to Instagram or Twitter. Be sure to tag me at CSC Dan Mason. And we will shout you out on the podcast as well. So as I'm recording this podcast, it's been a few days since the tragic news of Kobe Bryant's death. And it's been fascinating just to watch on social media from people who were sports fans, but even people who aren't. When we lose a celebrity of this magnitude and somebody who has achieved that level of greatness, I think one of the things is it that it does is it holds a mirror up to all of us and it forces us to stare at our own mortality. I think the story of Kobe, and certainly when you look at his just 13-year-old daughter that had her whole life ahead of her, was destined to go on and play professional basketball in the WNBA, it just reminds us that none of us are getting out of here alive. That death is the one thing, it's the one experience that we all have in common. So the question becomes, how are you living while you're here? And one of the things that I just admire most about this Kobe Bryant story, and this is not going to be a podcast talking about how late he stayed in the gym and how hard he worked out and all of his basketball accomplishments, because that story has been told over and over. In fact, when I look at the legacy of Kobe Bryant, for me, it's not about the 20-year basketball career. It's not about the 15-time All-Star selections. It's not about winning five championships. I think the most interesting chapter of his life was still unfolding because how many people have the courage to completely walk away from a career where they had reached the absolute top of their profession and go pursue a new creative endeavor to go chase a higher level of self-expression in an area where they had no previous experience Kobe Bryant not only did it he did it quickly. I mean, this is a man that, you know, started a venture capital firm. He won an Oscar. He was writing children's stories, producing podcasts. He accomplished more in three years after retiring from basketball than many people accomplish in a lifetime. So what enabled that to happen? What were the mindset shifts? Those are the things that I want to get into today. I want to talk about the eight keys to an epic life reinvention. And we're going to do eight of them because, well, that was one of the numbers that he wore over the course of his career. And quite honestly, nobody wants to sit through 24 success tips. That would be like a seven hour podcast. So let's dive in and do this. The first thing that really stands out to me was he had the audacity to dream bigger. How many people Get to the end of a successful corporate career. Maybe they're no longer there's no intrinsic motivation for the work anymore. You've been there, you've done that, you're going through the motions. But then you segue into a new career that's just adjacent to the old one. I've seen this happen with, you know, so many people who are sales professionals who are like, well, I'm tired of hitting the road and selling. I'm just going to teach selling you know, and become a corporate trainer or people who leave a successful industry and then they become a consultant for that industry. Certainly in sports, you know, most ex-athletes with a high profile just move into broadcasting or they become a talking head about the old sport. So many of us just doing what's familiar. The most typical response I get from my clients who are unsatisfied in their current line of work and they want to find their next level When I ask him what it is they really want to do, it's always the same response. I don't know. (laughs) Confusion is just a pattern. It's never really a thing, Uh, because if you're confused about what you want to do next, because you're not sure if you can make it happen, then you'll never allow yourself to have clarity. Anytime you find yourself saying, I don't know, that's a dissociative response. You're trying to shut down because you believe that if you really spoke up about what you wanted, that it would sound stupid or that it's unrealistic. Maybe you'd get a crappy response from your friends or family. But I just did a coaching call last night with one of my clients when I really pressed her to go beyond, I don't know. And I actually used the Kobe Bryant analogy. It was like, what if you knew that you had one year left on the planet and that you could chase one dream that was most meaningful? Boom! She answered that in about two seconds. (laughs) You know, if we knew exactly how much time we had, maybe we wouldn't be so scared to go after our dreams. But, you know, we, we take time for granted. We tend to chase money more than anything. And that's not the currency that matters. Money comes and goes, goes up and down. Your investment accounts, your 401k fluctuate with the stock market. You know, if the the economy went south tomorrow, you'd lose half your net worth and it would all just be numbers somewhere on a computer screen. Time is the one thing you'll never get back though. Money will come back eventually. You know, the stock investments that fall off will always climb again after a recession. Time you're never getting back. So this idea of just allowing yourself to dream bigger, to honor your desires and speak out loud about what you want is so, so key. You know, I had a client one time, one of my earliest clients in my first year of coaching, who it took her about three sessions before I could even get her to admit what she wanted. And then of course she set it up with, okay, well, promise you won't laugh at me, you know, because she was already preparing herself for rejection, which I I never do as a coach. I believe you have a desire because you also have a path and the ability to create it. But her biggest dream was to become a host on a major cable TV network. But the problem is she had never done television. She had no agent, no audition reel, no headshots, no anything. So on the surface, of course, it would make no sense for, for us to think that she would want to do it, except that I just don't operate by that model of reality. So I worked with her and we did the best that we could. She didn't have a TV audition reel, but she sent in an MP3, uh, a voice memo of her and her iPhone uh, talking about products that she really believed in because it was one of those uh, home shopping network jobs. So she sent that in with a headshot that she just had a photographer friend take, and that was it. She bought some cute clothes off the sale rack at Target. She wasn't all made up with like a glamour shot, and she sent that in, which again, to somebody within the TV industry... They would scoff and say, oh, that's the most unprofessional package ever. But the very next day, she got a call back from the casting agent because they were so into her energy and the audacity that she would even produce the dream. So within 11 weeks of working together, she was in New York at a national TV audition in front of the executives of a major cable network. It never could have happened if she didn't allow herself to dream big. So that's the first life lesson that we have to look at if we want to up-level in our life is expanding the vision beyond what we know and what's safe and truly honoring our soul's desires for expansion and growth. From there, if you look at the trajectory of Kobe Bryant, he planned ahead. He didn't just randomly retire from basketball and throw everything into this dream that he had. He spent years before retirement, especially as he got older and he felt his body starting to change and he knew that there was going to be an expiration date on his professional athletic career. He planned ahead. So many people, I think, get stuck in this idea of, well, I have to be in this job because I can't afford to quit. And maybe you can't afford to quit your career right now. I understand it. You got kids. You might have family. You might be trying to pay for college. You might be trying to buy your dream home. But you can still start taking steps toward your next dream while you're collecting the paycheck at the corporate job. In fact, for somebody who's really burned out and miserable in the job that you're in, if you're taking consistent aligned baby steps toward your bigger dream, you can almost find gratitude for what used to be the soul-sucking job because it's almost like they're the venture capitalist investing in you to keep you afloat while you work toward plan B. So what does planning ahead look like for you? In the case of Kobe Bryant, you know, he started finding mentors and cold calling the most successful people in the world in their line of work. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But what does planning ahead look like for you? If you want to transition to a brand new career you've never done, what would you need to do to start acquiring the skills and the knowledge and the contacts right now? How could you start networking? If you wanna start that dream business, I've had some of my clients uh, start their dream business as a side hustle, work at it for a year in the you know morning hours before they went into their day job or in the evening hours when they came home until they got to the point where they were making enough money that they could quit the day job. I've had other people go to a part-time schedule at their current job while they build out their next thing. And then, of course, look, there's some crazy people like me. I quit my corporate career cold turkey and dove into the deep end of the pool because I'm disorganized attachment and chaos is my jam, (laughs) for better or worse. But that's not the right approach for everybody. You can plan ahead right now. You can start saving money for your big leap. Maybe there's a little less money going out on happy hours and buying the new iPhone. And you can start putting that away so that you got a little nest egg in the bank to keep you comfortable. But once we honor the intention, we have to start laying plans to make it happen. Which brings me to point number three from the Kobe Bryant journey. He was humble enough and had the humility to become a student and start from scratch. He knew he wanted to get into storytelling. He didn't quite know how to make it happen. But this guy started cold calling people like JK Rowling Wanting to talk about the art of storytelling. He contacted Ron Howard, the movie director, and was just trying to get lunches scheduled. And by the way, you know, you and I look at this from the perspective of just everyday normal people. If Kobe Bryant calls, you and I, we are picking up the phone and taking that call. But these are people who are the Kobe Bryant of their own world they 're not impressed by celebrity. Kobe had to call these people multiple times a day to even get them to answer the phone. Think about it if you 're j k Rowling and you 've made you know pretty much the, the the biggest book series in the history of publishing. What do you want to talk to an NBA player for? Why are you going to take him seriously? He didn't have his assistant call. He put himself out there graciously and humbly and blew these people up until he could get through and schedule the meeting. I read a quote famously, uh, Deepak Chopra's son is a filmmaker and Kobe wanted to get with him to talk about a documentary he wanted to produce. And uh, Deepak's son, whose name eludes me right now, I feel terrible about that. Couldn't do the meeting. And Kobe Bryant was like, that's fine. I'll reschedule it. He rescheduled the dinner meeting to his actual birthday. He gave up his birthday just to go be a student and learn from people who were farther ahead in the area that he wanted to go into. So, that's a question you have to ask yourself if you've desired a, a major transition in your life to get to the next level. Has your ego gotten in the way? Has there been part of you that thinks maybe you're above having to start from the ground up? You know, when I first started considering my career change, long before I was really down a personal development path or I ever thought about being a coach. You know, I was really into theater. I knew that that was an interest of mine. I had studied it in college. So I wasn't dreaming beyond the level that I knew, but I also knew that I had a flair for marketing and creating promotions. That was a big thing that I did, was create a lot of publicity stunts when I worked in the radio world. So I started meeting with Broadway producers in New York, trying to figure out how could I get in the ground door of of becoming marketing. But a lot of those entry level jobs in the city were paying you know maybe $40,000 a year tops. And I thought that that was beneath me at that point in my life. I wouldn't really go pursue the jobs. And there was somebody who was like, hey, you'd be great at this. should start at the ground level. But my ego got in the way and I wanted to start at the top. All things considered, in hindsight, that wasn't the right path for me anyway. Things worked out exactly the way that they should. But can you approach this next level with a sense of humility and understanding that the goal here is to be a student? And after all, what is a master at the end of the day? A master is a beginner who never stopped beginning. Which leads me to point number four in an epic life transition as taught to us by Kobe Bryant. Mentorship. Kobe had mentors every step of the way. He did it in basketball where he started learning from people like Michael Jordan, who was a hero. Michael saw the the fire in Kobe's eyes and was willing to really talk to him about the game. And he continued to find mentors in the business world. Think about this. Kobe Bryant never even went to college. He skipped from high school straight to the NBA when he was 17 years old. So this is not a man who had a bunch of fancy degrees in the back of his pocket, and yet he wanted to start a venture capital firm. So what did he have to do? He had to find existing people who were successful in the world of business and learn from them. It's just one of the things I admire most about this guy, how many people sit back and say, well, I can't do the thing that I want because I don't have a degree in it. You know, I saw a Facebook message recently from somebody in my timeline who just got laid off at a job. You know, there's an industry where there's a bunch of layoffs happening. It's my old industry in radio. And there's been mass layoffs at multiple companies recently. And this person was going on and on about, oh, my God, you know, I have this degree that is now worthless. I spent $30,000 to get this degree and it means nothing. But here's the thing. Every degree means nothing at the end of the day. (laughs) And I'm not anti-college. I'm not anti-learning. But your value is not defined by an expensive piece of paper. We've talked about this. Your value... Are your gifts and your creativity and your ideas and your empathy and compassion that you're sharing with the world. Go back and listen to the episode. uh, I think it was two episodes back about how to really own your inner value. We do a deep dive on that topic. I come across so many people who want to do what I do as a coach. And they're like, oh, well, you know, I need to go back. I need to get a certification. And then they get it. And then they want six more certifications and other modalities before they feel ready. I'm making air quotes as I say that. You're ready when you decide you are. And I think that that's one of the beautiful things that we learned from Kobe Bryant is you start today. You just learn and you make it happen. Obviously, if you want to get into some precision field and you wanna become a heart surgeon, that is going to require a fair amount of schooling that you have to go through. But many of the soft skills and the things that allow us to use our creativity and empathy don't require any training at all. I mean, you can get started. If you wanna help people, you can help people right now. I think in four and a half years of coaching, three people have asked me about my training and certifications. People who are in pain just want to know that you can help them through that pain that they're experiencing in their lives. Kobe Bryant did not go to college to get a degree in writing. He didn't go get an MBA. He just dove in and followed his desires because he knew his desires were aligned with his destiny. And he learned from mentors who could help him speed up the process. Let's move into the fifth point on how to create an epic life reinvention Kobe Bryant faced his fear. There was a great article on ESPN recently by Ramona Shelburne who talked about Kobe mentoring uh, women's basketball star Candace Parker. And Kobe talked to her before the final game of the WNBA Finals. Candace Parker is somebody who had won at every level of her career except professionally, and her failure to do so was starting to become a defining characteristic of her life. So according to the story, Kobe called her and asked her, what are you afraid of? And I love this quote. He said, you're either going to lose scared or you're going to win. It's that simple. And as the article goes on to explain, Kobe is not a guy who was fearless. He wasn't born with some different DNA. Of course he experienced fears just like everybody else, but he had this uncanny ability to will himself beyond it. Here's a quote directly from Kobe. He says, to a certain extent, every day I was vulnerable. You're always dealing with fear, with something in your imagination, something that you think can happen, but you just say, I don't know if I can do that, but I'll give it a try. There's a great story about Kobe recovering from an Achilles tendon injury that he blew it out on the basketball court, missed play for about a year. But during his time off rehabbing, he became obsessed with the legend of Achilles, who was the warrior from Greek mythology who chose a short life that would be remembered for eternity over a long life of little consequence. And you can see that. That's why Kobe showed up to face his fears. I think, you know, maybe on some soul level, he knew that he wouldn't be here for 70 or 80 years. And he lived every day like it was his last. Could you and I harness that same energy and do the same? Could we honor Kobe's legacy? I mean, it's not even about honoring Kobe's legacy. Can you honor your personal legacy? Can you honor your desires and your purpose and your internal calling? into the world, is it worth risking the scary action step? The next point about an epic life reinvention, and I think it's just the foundation of an amplified life period. Kobe was a man that lived in gratitude. The morning after he played his final professional basketball game, which, by the way, he put up 60 points in his final career game, he got up and he went to church the next morning. So many athletes, we've seen the stories, they sink into depression after their career is over. People do it in corporate America as well. People do it after they lose a job. People don't know what to do with themselves. Kobe got up the following morning after his final game and he went to church. Here's a great quote. He said, I think after 20 years, I think it's important to give thanks for having such a blessed life. I wanted to make sure I went and paid my respects and just said thank you. So many of the blessings in your life, you might be taking them for granted right now. The things that were once dreams, once we get there, we just make it an expectation. I've done it in my life. I am not innocent on this. I've told you the story about working this whole like career as a coach to live on the beach in La Jolla and then finding myself so stressed out, I'm not even spending time looking at this beautiful beach outside my window. Like I would be out walking my dog just focused on what do I have to do next and not being grateful for where I was. But the key here is to trade in the expectations for gratitude because you can't be depressed, you can't be pissed off, you can't be feeling sorry for yourself when you are in a state of gratitude. And it really does, you know, I I think it's one of the two master keys to unlock your next level in life. What is the second master key? Well, that gets here into the seventh point in creating an epic reinvention in your life. It's about giving back. It's about contribution. Kobe was quoted as saying, I enjoy passing things on. Some people want to take it with them to the grave like Lord of the Rings. The world is filled with a lot of people who can't let go of the damn ring. He gave up basketball altogether. He turned it over to future generations, but he also gave back and started mentoring people in other sports. Uh, Djokovic, the world-class tennis player, Kobe Bryant was a mentor of his. It's been said that when he saw something special in someone who reached out to him, he always tried to answer. He said, people who I know are passionate about what they do. I just like seeing them do great things. That's what I enjoy. He would always text people back. Sometimes it was one line. Sometimes it was an emoji. When you talk to people who were close to him, he had a knack for telling people what it is that they needed to hear in the moment. Also very generous with charity as well. Over 200 wishes granted through Make-A-Wish Foundation. Social media was just littered with all the times that he went and showed up and visited sick children in the hospital. Never took a PR team or cameras in tow. He never wanted the attention. He just did it out of the kindness of his heart. And that'll bring us to the final piece of the puzzle as we talk about all the life lessons we can learn from Kobe Bryant. He is without question a man who grew from his mistakes. And look, I don't wanna sugarcoat this. I don't think you can talk about the legacy of Kobe Bryant without talking about the rape allegations that happened in Colorado you know, 20 years ago. Kobe's admission in court was that He believed it was a consensual experience and he realized in hindsight that it was not. I don't know, I wasn't there. I don't know exactly what happened, and that's between Kobe and the accuser, quite honestly. I know that there was an apology. I know that, you know, there was a financial settlement. But what I also know is that the man who passed away last week at 41 years old was very different than the 24-year-old guy that got in trouble. And I also say this, just I want to be clear, I understand and empathize with the people who can't see beyond the incident that happened in Colorado. I get that what happened was terrible but he had become and was becoming even more of an exceptional human being in the aftermath whatever went down in that experience he learned from it he grew and he was showing up I mean you saw him showing up as a father as a husband coaching girls basketball sponsoring children's basketball to grow the game running his you know the the Mamba Academy that he had And one of the things that I was really moved by over the last week, because as a guy, I've got so many other guy friends who've grown up raising daughters. They've gone on to have like a, you know, a wife, a house full of daughters. And you almost hear people complain about that sometimes. We're like, oh my God, all these women in the house. And sometimes people will even say that if you have a a, a male friend who is surrounded by a house full of women... You know, it's a, it becomes a joke for people sometimes. Oh, how do you deal with that? Must drive you crazy. Kobe embraced it. And now all of a sudden this week on social media, I see all those same men showing up, putting pictures of themselves and their daughters and their wives and hashtagging girl dad, which was how Kobe described himself. So it's been amazing to see men showing up. More powerfully as a father and really taking pride and ownership. And I'm not saying that they didn't before, but it's not a punchline anymore. It's something to be embraced and celebrated. You know, I don't know if kids will be part of my life one day, but I would be honored, you know, to be one half of the father that Kobe Bryant was over the course of his life. When we talk about life and career reinventions, Kobe Bryant's left us eight steps to help you create that. Number one, expand your vision. Dream bigger. Number two, plan ahead. Don't do it by the seat of your pants. There are multiple routes for you to get there. You could start a side hustle while you're in your job. You could go back to school while you're in your job. You could cut to part time at your current employer. You could do what I did. You could quit cold turkey, but have a plan in place. Number three, Have the humility to become a student. Number four, get mentorship. Number five, face your fears. Number six, gratitude is the bedrock of any amplified life. Number seven, it's about contributing and giving back to the people who are behind you. The whole reason that we want to grow is so that we have something to pass on, that we can share with other people. It's why I continue to spend money investing in myself and my personal development. The more I learn, the more I can serve you on this podcast, the more I can serve my clients. And finally, number eight, growing from your mistakes and just getting 1% better. Can you be a better person today than you were yesterday? What about tomorrow? And if you and I can commit to putting these principles into practice, I don't think that there's anything that you and I can't achieve in 2020 and beyond. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If this serves you, if you'd love to share it with a friend, please screenshot it, upload it to Instagram, Twitter. You can tag me at Dan Mason. You can also share your thoughts in our private Facebook group, the Life Amplified Power Tribe. We'll leave a link for that for you in the show notes. And maybe there's some of these steps you haven't been able to do on your own. Maybe you're stuck right now and struggling to expand your vision. Maybe you can't really put a plan in place for your next level, maybe what you need is some mentorship. That's what my coaching programs are designed to do. I would be honored to help you up-level your career in life in 2020. You can apply for VIP coaching at my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. I love you for listening. Thank you for being here. And don't forget, turn down the volume on your negativity. Turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you next week.